Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Warriors Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, Golden State Warriors Insider, Monty Poole. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Warriors Insider Podcast. There's only one insider in here and I'm about to introduce him. There's two. (laughs) The one that we are hearing right now is the legend, the OG, town business, Monty Poole. How you doing, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Is there such thing as an offseason? I feel like we haven't been to a game in about a couple weeks. There is no offseason for Monty Poole. There is no offseason for Logan Murdoch. There is no offseason for anybody who deals with the Warriors on a regular basis because they make sure that their seasons are really long by playing to the finals every every year. And now, of course, we got free agency upon us. The draft is just finished, so mm-hmm. it really never, never ends. Well, it kind of ends a little bit in late July. So We're just not going to games. That's the only thing that's different Yeah, it's right always now. something. Yeah, always yeah. something. Changes. And there will be more changes to come. Yeah. What is the – I mean, we're going to get – let's just get right into it, man. We are a few days away from um, Sunday, uh, January, uh, January, June 30th. Um, and the biggest thing is Kevin Durant. That's one of the biggest things, even though he won't be playing at all next year. Yes, it is one of the biggest things. How do you – where do you – where is you – at this very moment, what are you thinking as far as him, his returning, and the, uh, the Warriors' prospects? I'm looking him? at three, possibly four possibilities. Okay. Uh, OKC is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who say maybe he'll go to the Wizards, they can't do it, and he doesn't want to do it. And just because it's home – Trust me, KD is not going to Washington. Even if they had plenty of space to give him to him, he wouldn't, wouldn't go to D.C. because uh, he just doesn't – he's not interested in going home. So uh, I'm going to say that it's Warriors, Nets, then Knicks, Clippers. I mean, sort of in that order, kind of. And yeah. I say Warriors, Nets, I think those are the front runners. I think the, Net, the Knicks and the Clippers are um, – Options C and D, if you will. Right. So, but I'm going to guess that it's about 75 percent. It'll be the Warriors or the Nets. Um, the, the biggest thing I, I'm thinking, like you said, the the Warriors and the Nets. But I I don't know. I I do see that he's. If you would ask me a month ago, I would have said 100 percent he's probably leaving. Mm-hmm. Probably down about seventy thirty right about now. I'm going sixty forty. You're going sixty forty. I'm, I'm going sixty forty. Yeah, sixty forty. So we're, just to be clear, we're going. I'm going. We're going seventy thirty that he's leaving. 
Yes. Or, and you're 60-40 that easy. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm I, I probably uh, along those lines. Just for just the simple fact, like there was there was a real fear about a month ago that just a real just re- – resigning that the fact that, oh, he's going. Yeah. Just from, yeah. you know, if you talk to players on the team, yeah. just people around the team that he was going. I mean, I, but the injury does kind of make some things weird. Yeah, and, you know, I, I never I never got the sense that the Warriors players, coaches, assumed he was going. I always thought they figured he was going to go, yeah. thought he was going to go, uh, imagined he would leave. And more importantly, they were braced for the possibility of him leaving. Right. They, I won't say they expected it, but that's what they were thinking as they closed out the regular season. So now um, I think the injury does play a role because wherever he goes next season, whether it's back to the Warriors or anyplace else, he will not be active. Right. Is that a move? Do you want to make a move under those conditions? You know, it just strikes me as a little bit unusual – yeah, whoever he, wherever he goes is going to pay him, but nobody can pay him what the Warriors can pay him. And I, I think there's a lot to be said. I don't to be around in rehab with, you know, doctors that you know or or or, or um, you know, a training says that you know. We're going to get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't lot, buy that stuff about you know, KD is mad at the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure I get that one. I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 we'll get to that. We'll too. get to that in a second. Um, I, I do feel, but I, I do think that, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about familiarity when you are going through something like that. The, and the, yes. the people that you're around and things yes. like that. And to go to a new spot where you don't necessarily, you don't, you, can, you can't know someone that well when you're, you know, when you're 3,000 miles away. Right. And I just feel like there's, there's something to be said for that. Um, and I think that's where my 30% comes in. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, one, he knows what the Warriors are about. Two, uh, he knows what the teammates are about. Three, um, he knows what the area is about. Four, um, if the trust factor has not been affected by the injury, and again, I think there is some skepticism as to whether it has. Some people say, oh, he's mad because of that, you know, the way they did that. Um, I, I tend to believe uh, that Kevin, knowing Kevin, uh, didn't just trust whatever the team told him and did get an outside opinion, as they said. Uh, and so if he was given all systems go, by not only the Warriors, but also by his own people, whether it be uh, a doctor, a physician, a, a surgeon, or whatever, um, along with Rich Kleinman, his guy, his business partner and friend and, and agent. Uh, if all systems were go, which is the way it's been indicated, the way it's been played out, um, I don't think Kevin is going to be blaming the Warriors for what has happened. Um, it was unfortunate, obviously, but I, I don't think he'll say, well, you know, the Warriors, they treated me wrong. Mm-hmm. They dogged me, and, and I'm out of here. Um, that's not the vibe I'm getting right now. Right. So I, I do think we'll, we can get into that, um, the medical stuff. We all know that, uh, you know, Andre Godal went on a breakfast club, kind of kind of emptied the clip, if you will. Um, well, keep in mind, Andre's got a goal. Yes. he got a book. <laughs> I will always say this, though, and me and you have been in these conversations with Andre. Yeah. He always says this after every, almost after every media scrum. He says, I'm not going to use the exact words that he used, but he says, 95% of the time I'm just with y'all. Yeah. I'm just BSing with y'all. Yeah. I'm, I'm lying to y'all 95% yeah. of the time. And that's Andre. And I think that we kind of went through up this outrage also when he said, um, when he said the uh, the slave comments, I guess, uh, I think it was a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, and with the masses say. With the masses say. Yeah. And I think that. Andre is a 
Andre is a very smart person. Provocative. Very provocative. <laughs> yes. He knows how to get attention. Yeah. And I, I think the And when you have a book on the market, you want attention. And I mean, it's funny because if you watch the whole Breakfast Club interview, he does. He calls the the Warriors training staff quote the best in the world, or one of the best in yeah. the world. In yeah. the same interview. Yeah. And so I think that you know it is been blown out of proportion, probably because that's what Dre wanted. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, but I will say this though, to in particular about his comments um, when it comes to um, putting a certain injury out there. Mm-hmm. I know that's a collaborative thing though. You should yes. when when a team puts out an injury report or anything like yes. that, or they put out a release talking about yes. injury report. Bob Myers is consulted. Yes. Steve Kerr is consulted. Yes. More importantly, the player is consulted yes. every time that they put something out before. And the agent. And the agent. Yeah. There's probably no more better example of that than when Kevin's uh, release came out before the finals. You remember how 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 carefully worded that yes. was? Yes. You know, he, we the hope is that he comes in midway through the finals. Right. And there was just there it was so carefully written. That's not by mistake. Right. No, no player. I mean, no no release, no no injury description is released without the consent of the player. Right. And I, I mentioned this a couple of times recently to people, is that like when Steph Curry has an ankle sprain, it's almost never described as a sprain. Right. It's usually described as a tweak. Mm-hmm. And that's because that's what Steph prefers. Yeah. You know, he's had so much ankle issues, so many ankle issues over the years to where, you know, when he has an ankle problem, he hates being asked about it. Right. You know, it just, it's his sore subject with him at all times. Yes. So when you say an ankle tweak, it's just for him, his way of saying it's not that big of a deal. Right. So, uh, but that is, again, that's by his definition of what, that's what he wants out there. Right. And so they do consult with the players before they issue those reports because the last thing you want to do is issue a report, not consult with the player, have the player come back at you and say, what the, you know, then you got a problem. Also, there's different ramifications, right? Like yeah. There's just, even to put an injury out there, that's contract next year yeah. that's you know it's kevin's case is huge situation. huge right yeah. so i think that there's, there's a lot of ramifications to those releases but the players are consulted before yes. that they put those releases out there Absolutely. so i think that that was a bit of a a miss like just i don't know i don't, don't want to call it andre wrong but you know what i mean like there's there's definitely there's other stuff to be said about that andre's pushing a book Yes. <laughs> I think that's, to me that's the overriding factor. I watch him do these things and say these things over the past few days. I'm thinking, Andre got a reason. And also, you know, Andre he's knows what he's here. doing. Andre knows what yes. he's doing. You know, yeah. I don't think he said anything on the air to anybody in the past few days that he hasn't said to the people who, he, who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it, it's to me it's somewhat amusing. Yes, because I know how Andre is, and you know it's funny. He he. The thing is, he knew that this was gonna this was gonna do a lot. Yeah. I know that he knew that because the night before he tweeted out four 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 level conversations on the Breakfast Club tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He knew what he was. He yeah. knew. Like, he knew yes. what was gonna happen. He knew. Yes. It was, yes. You know. So, um, you know, I just wanted to just kind of touch today, on that he tweeted about the book again about the book. He said the already second printing. You know, yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. up. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's raging, man. So, um, you know. I, I just wanted to touch on that for a little yeah, bit, but yeah. um, the Warriors have another free agent, Monty Pool, that they really want to get. Hmm. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. I, I I don't know about you, but I, I do think that that uh, contract situation is going to be figured out pretty fast. Yeah, I think so too. I think in Clay's situation now, um, chances of him leaving, one um, percent. 
<laughs> I really and think that one percent. So. I feel like is just the Warriors. If the Warriors just give them a low ball offer, no, I, I, the Warriors can't do that. And the, I don't they think can't, the Warriors they can't do that. that. That's that would be insulting. Um, and also, it's not the way they do business. Right. And so, um, if they try and lowball a Clay, you can lowball certain people, but Clay Thompson isn't one of them. Even though you know you you won't have him next year, maybe you could try and sell him on the fact. Look, you you won't have you next year, probably for most of the year. So you'll be getting money for doing nothing, and maybe we can you know shave off a little money off the top of that. Maybe take enough twenty million dollars off of that. You know, uh, I don't think you want to pinch pennies now when you got Chase Center coming up. Facts. And so, I, I think it'll, if if they offer the bags, I mean. It's, we're, I think he's going to be the first one off the board. Yeah. Because, it's like, I, every time we've asked him, yeah, same answer. Yes. Almost, he's almost yeah. annoyed by it. Like, yeah. yes, I, I just told you, I'm <laughs> yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm staying here. Yeah. I love yeah. the Bay yeah. Area. So, I don't, I don't think that Clay is going to leave anytime soon. He wants no, to, I, he wants I, to end his career here. So, at least that's everything that you said. Absolutely. So I believe this will be a, a pretty fast. Um, pretty fast negotiation but I, I mean if you had something to say on no that. no I just I think I agree I think that on Sunday um, when players are allowed to talk with teams officially gotta put that officially in there because you know I mean maybe somebody might be talking to each other right now but right of course the league doesn't know about that um, I believe that clay will probably be off the market by before Monday morning um, because we're the Warriors you don't mess around and you, you realize how much he means to you how much he means to Steph, and how bad it would look if they go into Chase Center with after not winning the finals, losing Clay Thompson, possibly losing Kevin Durant. They can't take that chance. They got to have those. Maybe those guys won't be there at the start, but they got to have fans believing. Oh, you know what? Clay's gonna be back. It's gonna be all good. Even if KD leaves, we're still gonna be a pretty good team. They got to be thinking that way. And and so they'll offer both those guys the max and hope that both of them accept it. What do you think about, um, you know, because assuming, I mean, even if Kevin and Clay come back, there's not going to be, they're not going to play until, one of them's not going to play until at least March. Right. Kevin's expected to be out all season. Right. How do you fill out a roster <laughs> with all you have is uh, veterans minimums and one taxpayer mid-level exception? Like, how, how do you see this team filling out a, a competitive roster? Yeah, key word there, a competitive, competitive roster. Um, with that. It's going to be hard. Because they, I tell you what, they're going to go younger. Yeah, they're going to go younger. Uh, they've been getting vet minimum guys that were veterans, mm-hmm. veterans guys. I mean, Zaza Pachulia, David West, you know, different guys coming in that fill that role for one. Nick Young, guys coming in, Nick Young, been around for been around for a minute, and get them in and 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 pay them a vet minimum because. The lures always look. We're gonna be in the running for a championship, right? We might even we'll probably win the championship, and so now that lure is a little shaky. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look at the Warriors and you say, no KD, no Clay for most of the season. Can they really win it all still? Now you may get somebody that says, yeah, I can fill some of that gap. You know, what they what they might miss with KD or with Clay, I can do some of that. That's what they have to hope is they can get a couple of people who will believe they can come in here and make a difference because now is your chance to make a difference if the Warriors. With Clay and, and KD, how it opens up opportunities for others. Yeah. So, who do you see as that guy? I mean, I've written this before. I know um, Austin Rivers will be open to coming out here. Sure. Um, there's depending on what happens in Miami, Deion Waiters could be available this summer. I don't. What don't do you think about that one? Don't see that one happen. You don't see that one happen. No, What's don't the, see that what? What? That, I, that's been something that's been floated. 
crush the rumors right and not crush the rumors, but crush the hope right now. Why do you not think that's happening? Um Dion is um he's his own dude. Right. And For better or worse. Yeah. And you know, the Warriors are huge on what they just call fit. Right. Who fits. They took a chance on Nick Young wondering because guys went to bat for Nick Young. It, it was like a normal free agent. It was a free agent recruiting to get him. To yeah, I mean, when, when they signed Nick Young, I was like, oh, the Warriors go outside their box. Yeah. But I think the Nick Young experiment, as it was, did not work as well as they had hoped. And they were just desperate for shooting. Right. And hoping Nick could feel some of that. Then they got a look at his conditioning early in the season. And then they saw it was pretty much the same in the middle of the season and thought, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But now, Dion is a better player than, than, than Nick. But I don't know if he's also he's had the right concerns as well. Yeah. I don't know if he's the right fit, though. You know, and that's what we talked about is how can a guy fit into our locker room? And Dion thinks very highly of Dion. Right. And that, you know, in a locker room with like the Warriors you got to temper that down a little bit. I'm not sure he's the guy to do that. So I just I don't see him being, quote-unquote, the fit. Right. I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say I don't see it happening. And it would, say, it, was a, it would be a big price unless – it would be a big price to pay to get him. Yes. Unless Miami just cuts bait and says, you know, we're just going to waive you or stretch you yeah. out or something like that. But, but, but why would the Warriors – I mean, why would he then choose the Warriors to play for $2 million or something, you yeah. know? So, yeah, they're going to be over the cap. They're going to be in the luxury tax. They're going to be <laughs> repeated luxury tax. They're going to be. They're going to pay a lot of money. They're braced for this. Joe Lacob and Peter Gruber know this is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also know they're opening a brand new arena and they don't want to be a team that says, okay, we're going to put Steph and Draymond and, and Jordan Poole and Eric Paschal and Alan Smilagic. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're going to. And then let's see. Damian Jones. Uh, changed Jacob, his number, by Jacob, the way. Jacob Evans III. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they're going to say this is what's going to work for us. Andre, I have another year on his contract. You know, bring back Sean maybe if he wants to come back for another year, um, which I doubt. But there's just you, – you have to build this team up. And I keep getting the message that next year's team will be the youngest Warriors team we've seen in a while. Right. And I understand why they have to get younger because you don't know what to expect two years from now, three years from now. They have to start developing players. And right now, they haven't had a starter. They haven't drafted a starter since 2012. Jeremiah Green and, yeah. and Harrison Barnes. Yes. So they need to be able to find guys that they think can start in the NBA. And you wrote about that. You yeah. wrote about yeah. this. Do you think that that draft has been a – how do you think of that draft has gone so far in hopes of getting that starter? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. The drafts I, over the years or – One of the most recent ones. I don't see a starter – out of that draft. Not immediately. You don't have to start immediately, but you got to start it pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, the reason why you could start Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green, well, Draymond didn't start the first year, but Harrison did. He came as a starter. is because you're, you're on the rise now. When Harrison came, they hadn't been in the playoffs. Right. You know, so his first year is when they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he started, and he had a pretty decent year, you know, a, a good year. Um, but Draymond didn't start until 2015, 2014-15. Yeah. And so it took him a couple of years. If you can get either, you know, one of the three guys, whether it's a Smiley Geach, uh or Pascal or Jordan Poole, if, one of those, if two of those three guys can start for you two or three years from now, you've done well. Yeah. You can get two start out of, out of one draft. That's impressive. In 2012, they did that. I mean, they, they, got, they had points. They had a draft starters. of rotation players since, like, Loon. Loon. Yeah. I mean, Pat. 
McCall had chances to do yes. that, but yes. they haven't a legit role uh, role player. They haven't drafted since Loon. Yeah, and and they weren't even sure that he'd have a career for a yeah. while, you know. So Loon got his thing together and got those two surgeries done, and it's become an integral part of what they do. Uh, and now to the point where Steve Kerr talks about how he hopes Loon makes some money. Well, the Warriors have to pay him. Yes, but pay him is how much would you say? And I'm glad we brought this up because I was just going to bring up, do, you, do they have the same priority? Do they go with the same aggressiveness that they go with Clay Thompson on a smaller scale? But do they go to that same go that same route and trying to keep Loon on this team? Um, For yeah. smaller salaries, obviously. Yeah, because he go, he's going to be able to play next year. Um, and, you know, Steve has not been shy about advocating for Loon. You know, and I'm a foundational please. <laughs> you know, yeah, he made, and he's also said he deserves to make a, deserves a nice contract. And to me, you know, if the Warriors come at him with twenty four million dollars over three, four years, yeah, I would I would think that's something they could do because for him that's a huge raise. Mm-hmm. You know, he's making less than two million dollars right now. So yeah. if you give him, you know, if you give him six, seven, and eight. Or seven, eight, and nine over the next three years, mm-hmm. I would think about doing that because he's that important to your team right now. Now, do you think that he'll be a warrior in the Chase Center? Because I think, do you think that'll happen? Yeah, I think so. Still, I mean, I keep hearing that Houston might be interested in Loon, but I don't know if Loon wants to go to Houston, and I don't know if Houston's interest is that high. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If, I think Houston's interest, whenever they do it, is more so to disrupt the Warriors. Absolutely. Than we want Looney on the team. Absolutely. And so, and I think that Looney sees that. Yes, yes, smart dude. So, I think in his case, yeah, they they got to pay him between six and eight million a year. I'm thinking to keep him, um, and I think that's doable um, because you can't pay him starter money. No, you can't give him ten, twelve a year, and I don't think anybody will do that. And the thing about Loon is that uh, that works in the Warriors' favor is that you watch, you, you really he's not he doesn't stand out. Yeah, he doesn't do stuff that gets noticed a lot, and so if you're a real basketball guy, you can see what he does. But when people spend big money on a free agent, they want to know that they're getting somebody, right. an impact dude. And that's why I think the Warriors have a good chance of retaining Loon. I'd, I'd say Loon has about an eighty percent chance to come back to the Warriors. And how do and as the Warriors do have two restricted free agents, Jordan Bell, Quinn, and, uh, Quinn and Jordan. What do you, how do you feel that? I will say this. Um, Jordan, I don't know about Quinn just yet, but I know Jordan has not been ext- uh, hasn't had his qualifying offer extended to him at this very moment. Right, now, that could change going into any, any second now. That could change at any second, but right. at this very moment, he has not received his qualifying right. offer. Um, what do you think the likelihood of those two coming back? Um, I think maybe a better chance for Quinn than Jordan. Um, and I say that because. Um, the Warriors realize they need more shooting. Yeah. And Quinn can shoot. I mean, that's that's his, his strength, is, is his ability to shoot, to get buckets. And that's why I think he has a chance to come back. Jordan, I think, I'm not going to rule Jordan out, but I think chances are slimmer of him, of him coming back because, for one, they, they, they look, the consistency, they, they, they'd hope they would see some consistency, and they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Pat McCall what they, that they liked is that Pat didn't make big mistakes. Jordan makes a lot of big mistakes, and and when you when you what you do when you make when you're the guy that people have to like drag into practice, and you're the guy that's making mistakes, your teammates look at you differently, 
you know, and they're like, can we trust this dude to be what he's going to be, where he's supposed to be? And that's why they talk about Loon so much and how important Loon is because they trust him. And Jordan, they love what Jordan's physicality can do for them. His ability to love him as a person. As yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they like they like they, no doubt about it. But when Jordan's on the floor, you can almost see these guys hope. OK, we got to make sure that we're covering in case Jordan messes up because. You know, it's like a game against the, the the Raptors. You know, he came in and played seven seconds and made two gigantic mistakes in seven seconds. So the pros and cons with Jordan Bell are out there. The Warriors got to decide whether they think he can actually turn his spe- special spectacular moments into consistent. fairly consistent production. What what is is on Jordan's side is that he's going to be cheap to to retain. Yes. Um that is on his side. Yes, and that will be a factor. That will be a factor. Yeah, and he has until Saturday. Again, he doesn't he hasn't gotten one at this very moment. Again, that could change by the time this comes out. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But uh yeah, no, I think that 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 is going what are, what is somebody um what is your early prediction? I know it's very really too early, but considering what the Warriors can't get, what do you see them as next year? Um, you mean in terms of wins, yeah. losses? I think it's going to be tough for them to get to 50. It's going to be tough. You think I they mean, make the postseason, though? they got to be really creative to do it, but I'm not, I'm not going to rule them out. Yeah. you got Steph and Draymond. If those guys are healthy, I'm not ruling them out. Yeah. You know, I, Now, whether they're going to be able to win you know, their usual 55, 60, 65 games, uh, I don't see that. I don't see them building a roster that can do that. Uh, I think next year is going to be uh, a year where they try and get some development going simultaneously with also making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think if the Warriors make a top four seed next year, it's a success. And huge success. Coach of the year. Probably. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Oh, wait. Aren't you hungry? hungry? Yeah. Oh no. It's lunchtime, man. It's lunchtime, and lunchtime. I always think about Wendy's, Um, and the reason why I do. Well, first of all, they sponsored this, and and second of all is that the food is 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 fire. What do you like like, from What do you like from Wendy's? I'm a chili guy mostly. Like chili. Like chili. I don't usually get. I get the the fried chicken sandwich sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that too. Monty, it's getting a little getting a little warm in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what what can help with that. Uh, let's see. That would be the Frosty. Mm. Yeah, Frosties. Frosties are awesome. But <laughs> I use, I'm a chili guy. I get, you know, I, I get the, the, the stuff that you don't hear so much about, like the chili. Okay. The baked potato. Mm. You know, just get one of those. Uh, I, I don't. I get the burger every now and then, but I'm usually more the chicken sandwich guy. You see, I'm more of a baconator guy. I like the Ooh, baconator. I never had that one. Oh, get the baconator. I don't like with the with my mayonnaise and stuff. What's it have? Like four, eight, ten, to fifteen, two thousand slices of bacon on it? Oh, it's a lot. It's of, glorious. And then okay. you have the all natural lemonade. Oh, now that's good. With, that's the way I go with the French fries. That's the way I go. Ooh. That's the way I go. They have the best lemonade out there. Yes. I mean, I will definitely give them that. That's the way I go. So, so yeah, and, uh, and you know what? And if you don't want that, they got some nice salads too. So you got your options there. When you go to Wendy's and you look at that menu board, you go, man, I, is there anything I don't want? So you got all kinds of options. Don't forget that. Again, hungry, thirsty, just want something to cool you off. Wendy's got you. Wendy has your back. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, um, I think that that might do it, huh? No, yeah, not yet. Not yet. No, because we just had the draft, man. Oh, we do have to talk Come about on, the draft. Come on, yeah, we I just had the draft. You're going you to, like, diss off that Jordan Poole, you don't matter. Man, Jordan oh, man. Poole, oh, that's your, that, so, come on, you and Jordan Poole have some synchronicity going, man. That's yeah. your nephew, allegedly, though. <laughs> allegedly. 
we we're, we're the same person. That's yeah. what's going on. That's yeah. what's going on on social media. On the man. social media, yeah, Jason Jones. Yeah, Jason Sorry, Jones of the Athletic yeah, is yeah. over here. Is really on my neck right now. But I showed the picture to um, to JP to JP. Yeah. And he said they always trying to hate on us. They always trying to hate. <laughs> so I mean, it's cool. I, I do like the kid. I, I do like the. I, I do. I do like him as a person. Well, too, either so. you got to get your hair, grow your hair out, or you got to get a cut. One or the other. I mean, that that's that really fools the people then because mm-hmm. you wear your glasses, he wear his glasses. Oh man, yeah, I, I got similar so hair. Many, I've gotten so many Spider Man memes <laughs> of look, pointing at each other. <laughs> it, it's just it's 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 just too much. But man. seriously though. Um, the thing I like about Jordan is that he's fearless. Yeah. Um, and when I watch college guys play, my first thought is, okay, what can they do, and how do they play when the game gets tight late? Mm-hmm. Do they bring up, come up a notch? Do they do they show signs of cracking, or do they, you know, bring it on? And Jordan's a guy who, when the game gets tight late, he does what he does. He just keeps playing, and. You know, there have been guys like over the years. I've, I go back to even a guy like Jared Jack. Yeah. When he was at Georgia Tech, and I used to watch them play. I was like, this dude gonna be in the NBA. He's not a great player, but he's fearless. I mean, he'll do whatever you need to do to win a game. He'll take the big shot. He's comfortable with that. And and some guys, you know, they they get stressed. You can yeah. see the stress on their face. You don't see that with Jordan. One thing I have watching film with him is, you said he was fearless. I think that that is a perfect way to describe him. One thing that he does have that might be a little concerning is, and it's something similar with Steph, is like where he'll, no matter what, he's making that pass, or no matter what, he's gonna he's gonna he's take stubborn. that shot. He's a little stubborn. stubborn, yeah, a little stubborn. And it could go right. It can have the highest of highs, and it can go have the lowest of lows. But he has that in him to where, oh, he's gonna shoot it from thirty. Yeah, and yeah. he's gonna pop it from thirty. And, yeah. he's, and he well, has that in him. And We'll see what he does in summer league. He's a good yeah. shooter, yeah. So I think he'll be. We'll see what happens. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be the most interesting summer league the Warriors have had in a while since probably the the Kerr staff came along. Yeah. Uh, in in 2014, um, because they know the team is gonna be very different next year, and they know that um, you got three picks in the draft, and you have hopes for all three of them. The Warriors believe that two of them can contribute right away. They're not sold on uh, Smilagich just yet, but they think he can, he'll be really good yeah. and maybe a year from now. What do you think about Eric? Patrick? I like him. You like him? Yeah, and, and I tell you, he's like a little. He's similar to Draymond. In his, well, in his the sense. thing is that yeah, I mean, he's he's he really wears on his chest this badge that says, "I'm an underdog and I love it," and that's Draymond's mentality. It's like okay, people want to overlook me, people right. want to diss me, people want to like just say, "Okay, he didn't he ain't that good." He, and we talked to to Eric. He says that's what he's been hearing all his life. He's used to it. He's used to having to prove people wrong about his ability. And over time, that gives you a certain armor. Mm-hmm. And you see it in Steph. Because Steph was doubted when he was 15, 16, 17. You see it in Draymond because he was doubted. When he came into the league, he was doubted. Like, oh, man, mm-hmm. second-round pick, and maybe he'll make it, maybe he won't, and what is he? And – in, in just a, like four years, Draymond Green went from being the guy that people look at and said, well, what is he? Is he a three or four? What is he? To people saying, can we get another Draymond Green? Can we find another Draymond Green? Good luck with it. But uh, And I think Eric Pascal, he's big, a big body, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, about 245. He's a big boy. Um, his shot is pretty decent. But to me, the most impressive part of him is that, like Draymond, 
I mean, first of all, Draymond is his dude, but he is a guy who really, really, really embraces the idea of showing people he can play. Um, there has never been anybody that's coached him, apparently, that has questioned his motor, as they say. He brings it. Mm-hmm. That'll give him some time. I mean, if you if you play smart and you play hard, you can play for the Warriors. Yeah, you can play for Steve Kerr. And he might be the most intriguing one out of all of them. I mean, Well, well Smiley Gates will get there. Smiley. I'll just call him Smiley. Do you see him – I mean, there's a lot of possibilities for him. Do you see him making the roster as a full-time – Guy, or do you see maybe him getting a maybe a two-way? Deal? Yeah, I mean he's he's eighteen. Yeah, you know, and he'll be nineteen later this year. But uh, the Warriors are not going to put him in a. You know, I don't think they're going to get him a full role, a full roster spot. I think a two-way spot is probably the most likely um, because he's just. I mean, they know he's not ready yet. Right. And if he's not ready yet, do you want to put him out there? And on your, do you want him taking up a roster spot? Right. And so I, I see him as more of a two-way guy, and honestly. Um, I think there's a chance you could see um, Damian Lee back next year with a full mm-hmm. roster spot. If he can come back next year and wants to play for the minimum, I think that's something that they can do. Yeah. Um, Marcus Derrickson, I mean, I, I'm not going to rule him out either. You know, and, and, and in fact, I think Derrickson and, and Pascal are similar body types. They're undersized, small, uh, big forwards, but they're fearless. They come to play. They bring their game. Um, and uh, Marcus can shoot. Uh, he might be a little better three-point shooter right now than Pascal is, but they can both shoot it. Yeah. And so if you got a guy who can get you rebounds, plays hard, shoot, plays smart, you got a shot. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a very interesting year to say the least. Well, you know the, the draft. The Warriors weren't the only team in the draft now, so I gotta gotta bring out some things. Okay. All right. Bring out. Some, go ahead. You look at a team like the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. There is reason to believe that, that team will go from not making the playoffs to back into the playoffs. Yes. I believe, uh, yeah, no, no. I, I, I mean, they they were in the playoffs the year before, the year before that, and they missed the playoffs last year. But if they can keep what they have, because I love Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. and Zion Williamson's going to be a force. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, MVP type, but I think he definitely can be rookie of the year. So if you got, to me, those two pieces right there, you build around that, you've got guys that can play. They've added some pieces that make them – a playoff caliber team, and David Griffin's done a great job of building out that roster um, and cutting some of the dead weight, uh, and I give him credit for being able to make use of his power, his authority, because after after um, you saw what happened with Anthony Davis and then Dell Dennis, my guy in New Orleans, the general manager there, they, they bounced him out of there as if he was the one making decisions, and David Griffin said, I'm not coming unless I can make decisions. Yeah. And so he has an advantage over Dell Demps in that he can actually make decisions, whereas before the football guys were always the ones yeah. that were making it. Mickey Loomis were those guys making those decisions. I just think, I do like that team, though, with yeah. Lonzo under less scrutiny. Yeah. Um, with Brandon Ingram. I really yeah. like Brandon Ingram. Um, just Josh Hart is another guy. Yeah, they got guys that nice can play a little guy. bit. Yeah. yeah. So I think they'll be a solid team, man, like a, maybe a seven or eight seed. No, I, I totally see that. Maybe better. Maybe better. Uh, to me, another move that I thought, I mean, I like what Portland did too. Hmm. Um, Portland, first of all, you know, they, they they made a trade, Evan Turner, for Kent Bazemore. Yeah. I understand totally. Because they didn't have anybody who can guard big guards. 
Baysmore can do that. Mm-hmm. Evan Turner's a nice player off the bench, but Bays is a guy who can actually – Bays, you got to take Clay. Yeah. I'm not saying he can stop Clay. But what I'm saying is that Bays is a top 10 um, big guard defender and a top 15 wing defender, I think. You needed that. When you got CJ and, and, and Dame out there at 6'3", you need somebody who's like Bays is like 6'5", with like a 6'10 wingspan. Mm-hmm. You need that. And I think that'll help uh, help Portland. If Nurk comes back healthy, they're gonna be good. Clippers no. gonna be good. Um, yeah. The Suns, no, they don't know. Dallas, if Dallas gets has a way to bring in Kemba, and they're talking about it, yeah, Dallas gonna be decent. Do Do you see what if what if at some point I don't want to use D'Lo because there's only one D'Lo in Oakland that we can <laughs> that we acknowledge, but right. D'Angelo Russell. Okay. He goes to Phoenix. Do you think that that is a possibility at all? I mean, goes to Phoenix. Yeah, play with Devin Booker. They're best friends, you know. Yeah, maybe? but but nah, them in the playoffs. Nah, no, nah. no, nah. they're nah. too young. Not, yeah, not ready, not oh, ready. Yeah, and speaking of that, you just reported that um that Willie Green will be joining Monty my guy the staff. Yeah, how did that kind of come about, and what do you? What do you see Willie's role? Well, Willie and Monty Williams were actually teammates way back in the day mm-hmm. uh, in Philadelphia. Right. And uh, they've maintained contact over the years. And and Willie has really – he's impressed the Warriors. If, if Jaron Collins were to leave and Willie was still there, they would probably promote, promote Willie. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be between Willie and Chris DeMarco, but – DeMarco's got options, you know, so um, – but Willie's going to do well. He, the difference is that he's going now from the second row to the front bench. Yeah. And that comes with a hefty raise. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm happy for Willie. Um, uh, I asked the Warriors about it yesterday, and I asked Steve about it yesterday, and Steve said, I really can't comment yet until it becomes official, but, yeah, you know, he did a great job, yada, yada, yada. Um I'm, I'm happy for him, and he does, he's been in the coaching fraternity for three years now. Yeah. Played in the, played in the NBA for 12, so I think Willie is going places, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's a head coach within three or four years. Where do you think that uh, that leaves the rest of the bench? Because you you did mention Chris Demarco. Um, yeah, I mean, thought had options. Yeah, well, we thought I thought Sacramento was going to be. I, was, was, yeah, yeah. I kept hearing that, hearing that, hearing that, Me too. and it hasn't happened yet. And I think Luke's staff's pretty much done now. You yeah, know, I mean they. It was funny because the Kings put out a release, and Chris was not on that. Yes, and right. right. It, it, you, we, me and you talked about this. Yeah. May, it may possibly mean that just to hold on. We might have, we might have something for you. Right, right. Um, and Memphis hired a coach. Yeah. So Jaron Collins is not going to Memphis. Right. You know, and so, I mean, the Lakers asked for permission to speak to Ron Adams. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Do you, what, what is your read on that? Ain't happening. I didn't think it was going to happen. Ain't you, you have, you have, uh, yeah. Ron's my dude, man. What do you Ron think is not going to go anywhere. He's not leaving the worst unless he goes to retirement. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's made it clear to me over the last couple of years that uh, he, this will be his last job, however long it takes. You know, he doesn't know if he'll be back next year. If he's back next year, he will. So, but if you hear him talk about the Bay Area and yeah. living in the Bay Area, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's not. He's he loves his house. His wife loves the, the you know loves loves it here. Uh, I think Ron will probably live here after he retires. Yeah. I mean, so no, he's not. In a, he's not. No, that that's not happening. It's <laughs> yeah. not happening. So it's one thing to ask permission. It's another thing for that person to accept your promote your proposal. Yeah. You know, and and 
Uh, I mean, I hope Ron got another dollar or two out of Joe Lake about this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Ron was never really going to go to L.A. or anyplace else. But L.A. too? You know, well, it's, such a, it's messy down there right now. That he, yeah, I don't think that he wants to. I it's mean, messy. It's enough here going in, in the yes. state. I wasn't when I saw that when Woj reported that and uh, and Ohm reported that. I, I still I just didn't think that no. he was going to ever leave. So that happened. And, but, and, yeah. and even Mike Brown. I mean, Mike is. It's going to take a, a great offer for Mike Brown to want to leave. Yeah, like Mike. A, Mike has made it clear that after the experiences he's had in Cleveland and L.A. with the Lakers, yeah, that. He's not just going to take any job. Right. <laughs> it's not. He said the conditions have to be right. He has to believe in ownership and the vision. I mean, he said being with the Warriors and seeing how they do things has really opened his eyes to a number of things yeah. that are possible for a head coach in the NBA. And that any place that he goes, he has to, has to feel the same kind of support and the same kind of vibe, a commitment to winning, and the same stability that he has here. Well, in L.A., you can't count on that. <laughs> so – uh, Mike, yeah, he just moved from Oakland to San Francisco recently, so yeah. he's gonna be here for a minute, I think. Yeah, we'll see. You know, uh, and I, I think I don't know. I, I already asked if there was. Is there anything you want to talk about going into that we haven't covered yet? No, 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 no. That's that's really it. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think the draft worked out well. I think the Warriors probably could have gotten Jordan Poole later. I do too. I, and there but, was also talk of you know, Bobo. With the Warriors, I mean, at least that was what people wanted. Yeah, Mr. Fab wanted it. A lot of people wanted Bobo. Um, and it seemed like he had the highest ceiling, but those medicals, man. When you are a big man and you have a foot problem, mm-hmm. that scares people. Yeah, because sometimes those feet, foot problems never totally go away. Foot problems have ended careers, mm-hmm. and that's what you got to look at and say, God, if we take this guy. You know, what our first round pick? Yeah, I mean it's just, yeah, it, it's a risk. It's a risk. I mean sometimes a guy is so good that you say we'll take the risk. I remember Brandon Roy mm-hmm. when the, the uh, Portland Trailblazers took him uh, out of uh, Washington. Brandon Roy was a Pac-10 Player of the Year yeah. at the time, and he was legit. He had bad knees. Everybody knew that, and he had a short career because his knees were bad. He could not keep up. I mean he could do. He was he was good. But his knees were bad. And so you, you take a risk. Festus Azili, the worst drafted him knowing he had a bad knee, hoping that he can, you know, work it out. And Festus played some good minutes, but his, his knee didn't hold up. Short career. Yeah. You know, so Bowl Bowl, I mean, if you draft him thinking that can get me three or four good years out of him, you take that, I guess. But it's hard to look at a guy his age with the problem that he had and think long career. Yeah. I think that's what people, scared people off. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sure well done, we, we will. Uh, we got to see you guys soon. We got a we got a uh, draft. Uh, not a draft show. Of a free agency show. Free agency coming show on. coming up on Sunday. Sunday. Tap yes. in. Is that on? Um, is that on? Was that, do we have? Any Find us on one of your NBC Sports Bay Area channels. Yeah, okay. Right. There we go. There we <laughs> yeah, go. And, and, um, and we'll be putting stuff on our on our uh, website yeah. as well as our app, my team's app. Yes. Yeah, look for us there. Uh, we'll be draft heavy last week. We'll be free agency heavy this weekend. So that's what we're talking about right now. In the meantime, do what you do, and we'll do what we do. Thank you for uh, listening to the Warriors Insider Podcast, brought to you by Wendy's. Check us out. If you like us, rate us. But wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be there. Come find us.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.